Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Good evening, or actually technically good morning. Now it's not sunrise time of morning. It's actually 12.09, so it's nine minutes after midnight. It is technically morning, but it doesn't feel that way because I haven't slept yet, and I do need to go and get some sleep. I've always thought it's so curious and odd when it's about this time and maybe 12.30 a.m., and you're listening to the radio or listening to the news, and they say, the weather today will be it's like, wait a second, it's not today, it's still yesterday. But no, technically it is today. As I've told my students before, I think cultures like the Jewish one, where the day begins, the Sabbath begins, for example, at sundown on Friday and continues to sundown on Sunday, makes a whole lot more sense, right? Because how do you measure midnight unless you have clocks? No, I'm not faulting clocks. They're an amazing invention that has revolutionized the world. But if you cannot accurately measure midnight, there's no sign or something that is inherently observable besides a clock, right? A timekeeper, a timepiece. But if you are measuring the end of the day at sundown, well, even if it's cloudy or overcast, you can still measure that and still know that without any sort of clock. So it is late, so I will keep this brief. And I'm coming to you again this evening from what I call the Serenity Place or the Shalom Place, which is my screened-in porch. It's very pleasant this evening, quiet, a little damp and cool, but it's wonderful to be out here. My favorite place to be, and I'm glad you're here with me, sort of. You're not sitting here. I wish you could and see what I'm seeing, but I'm glad you're listening, and I appreciate that. Today, Tuesday, I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience when, where, and how I experience God's presence. And come on, give me a few minutes, and I'll tell you about it. So today was one of those days where I had a God moment early on. I suspected it would be a significant God moment, but it wasn't until the end of the day that I was reflecting back that I realized, yes, that was my most significant God presence moment, GPM of the day. Now, this doesn't mean, again, that I didn't have other moments where I experienced the presence of God from the morning until the night. It's just that this is the one that I felt was most significant and felt the most compelled to share and to reflect on further. And it actually took place this morning, about 6.30 in the morning, so that would be what, about... 12, 18 hours or so ago, and I was sitting right here in the same chair, facing the same direction. Now it was light, and it was morning, and I was getting ready to go to school slash work. But I was doing something similar, which was praying and meditating, which is how I like to begin my day. Now, sometimes I get up a little bit late, and things get a little hectic, and I get a little sloppy with that. But I can feel the difference. And even if I put off the prayer and meditation to later on in the morning, it's not the same as being out here at that time, getting myself spiritually present and ready for the day that presents itself. So this morning I was reading, and I've begun reading this um, recently, a book that has been on my shelf for a while. And um, 
Isn't it wonderful when you discover something on your shelf that you knew was there and maybe you read it another time, but you reach for it and there it is and it works and it makes sense and it's something that you are going to commit your time and attention and effort to exploring. And even if you've read it before, however long ago, you're different and the world is different and the way that you will understand those same words that haven't changed, it's a book after all, those same words will be different. And God, quite frankly, will work differently through them. You know, we talk about Scripture being a living text because the Holy Spirit inspired the writers to write it, and the Holy Spirit works through the text and through us as we read it. And I think there's other texts that do that too. Not in the same way, of course, as the Bible. The Bible is wholly unique in that. But nevertheless, spiritual writers, people who were clearly alive in the presence and the experience of God as they put words to the page, why wouldn't God work through those same words in a way similar to the way God works through the Bible? Again, I'm not equating the words of a modern theologian or even a saint like Aquinas or Augustine or, you know, Thomas Merton, these, these incredible writers, these incredible theologians. I'm not equating their words with Scripture, the Bible, Old and New Testaments. That being said, I think the Holy Spirit is always working through wisdom and truth and insight, however and wherever that might be found. Well, the particular author that I've been reading each morning, and I've been reading two of his books. Now I'm reading a third, so uh, I have uh, definitely giving this author um, my attention, is a priest who sadly passed away back in 2016. He was quite old. He was born in 1931, so he was, you know, had lived a long life. Father Edward Hayes from the Plains State, I think, states, I think Lincoln, Nebraska was where he hailed from. And he's best known for Prayers for the Domestic Church, and the book that I'm reading um, is Prayers for a Planetary Pilgrim. And it's based on the different seasons, and it's there's a morning prayer and an evening prayer, and there's psalms, and it's a lovely prayer book, pretty substantial. And I, I love the way he realizes that, like the title says, we are planetary pilgrims. The planet that I sit on right now and you sit on as you listen to this, unless, of course, you're in the space station. Hello up there. That's pretty cool. Or maybe on another planet picking up this transmission. That's even more cool. But you and I both sit on this planet that is moving through space at a tremendous rate and that it's rotating at a tremendous rate that we don't experience, we don't think about. But yet we are planetary pilgrims, our entire planet is moving. And as this evening's prayer said, that the planet has moved a million miles in space since I last slept. Mind-blowing, right? <laughs> Just truly, truly awesome. So I read that, not those words, but I read similar words this morning. And I want to end this reflection by reading some of those words that I heard this morning as I sat here and began my day. 18 or so hours ago. So here's what he said this morning. Here's what I prayed. O divine parent, vest me in prayerfulness as I join with all the earth 
on this springtime morning to lift up my heart to you with splendor, our day star, the sun, now floods this planet with light and energy. May your presence flood my heart with light eternal as I rejoice in this dawn. As a planetary pilgrim, I marvel that I have traveled over a million miles in space since yesterday morning. My personal journey this day will be small in distance, but I pray that it will be significant and sacred in my drawing closer to you. As the earth turns toward the sun, I turn my whole self toward you, my God, as I now enter into silent prayer. And this prayer goes on, and again, he continues the same theme of the cosmos, the planet, the bigness that we are a part of. And I think more and more so I'm experiencing God's presence in, in pondering that, in learning about the cosmos, in learning about the quantum, the tiny, the subatomic, and science and thought. And I think and know theology is pushing in those directions and recognizing that if God is present in this scale, the scale that I and you and everyone else live on, then God also must be present in the biggest of scales and the smallest of scales. And that learning about how those scales function, how matter and material and very mysterious things like dark matter and gravitational force and magnetic force, electromagnetic force, all of those things, understanding that each of those in one way or another reveals God's presence, but also the nature of God, how God works. And it teaches us something about grace and life and reality and existence. And I experience God's presence in all of that. I think, as others have said, we don't suffer from too big of a God. We often suffer from too small of a God, a God that is on my side of whoever my is, my people, my tribe. And this God is against those people, that, that tribe. And that is way, way too small. How can we say that when we see how massive everything is and therefore how massive God's presence must be? So I encourage you to just stay with that thought, the planetary pilgrim that Father Edward Hayes gives us. What does that mean to you? And is there a time today, whenever you're listening to this, that you can just stop Stop moving, stop your mind, don't stop your breathing, okay? You got to keep breathing, always keep breathing. But just stop and pause and recognize that even as you are as still as you can be, you're still breathing, your body's still moving, your blood is still pumping, your electrons are still firing, your chemical processes in your body, your digestion, all of that is still working. And as all of that works, the earth is moving rapidly through the cosmos. And maybe when you experience that, when you realize that, say thank you. Thank you and yes. And thank you for being here, for listening. Share this with someone else. Pass it along, of course. And blessings and peace.